This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum and ThisPipeLife.com. We thank them for their support of this show, and we thank you for supporting them. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD. Hey, Bo. Good evening, man. Man, good evening to you, sir. How are you doing this evening? I'm good. I'm good. I just want to acknowledge the fact that you're a real pro at this. Like, Am I? You, yeah, you just you just relish in all all the the little embellishments that go along with producing a really high quality <laughs> podcast. And I, I just I just want to honor that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank I, I, you. I just want to honor that. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. <laughs> what you doing tonight, man? Man, you know I'm hanging with you. Uh it's been a uh, it's been a fun day. We've been uh we actually put out the uh all the promotional stuff about the the Pokemon Go podcast being acquired and uh getting that that news out there and sharing that was uh, really great. And um yeah, that's exciting <laughs> time, man, for for you and um Potestary and just I don't know, a lot a lot of cool stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, that was uh you know that it's a cool thing, man. There's it, the great thing about podcasting as an industry is that it is it is a very it's still kind of in the early stages even 10 years later and so there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of wild, wild west nature to it, which is probably the reason why you and I are able to get on mic and broadcast and talk about what we talk I, about. I know, right? I mean, yeah, <laughs> if we're being honest, so it's uh, just it's, wait till the government gets its paws on us. It's uh, you know, it is it is what it is. But uh, but here we are and uh, and having a good one, man. Uh, I tell you what, man, we got a lot of stuff that's going on uh, right now in in the pipe world, and then feels, yeah, very eventful, very specifically in our world too, man. Yeah. Uh, all right, so coming up. Next week, if I'm doing my math right, uh, specifically Thursday, August the 11th, is the third annual Grand Rapids Country Squire Radio Meetup. Man, three years in a row? Three years in a row, my friend. incredible. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Beard Core is going to be there. It's just amazing. Like, we have this awesome pocket of community in, in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and- and every year, like we've we've been able to put this together. I say we, well, you have been wow. able to put this together. No, let's be honest. Beard it's, Core has been the awesome. Beard Core has been the one, right? <laughs> where, where are y'all going? So uh, this this particular uh, time, you know, last time we did it at a bar, which was fun, but then we all had to like shuffle off in a corner in order to smoke our pipes. Uh, so we're actually going to be doing it at India River Tobacco Traders again. That's going to be seven p.m. Uh, at August Thursday the eleventh. Now, as I if I'm understanding correctly, that's yeah. after their hours. So when you come to the door, uh, either mention Beard Core. Mention my name. Just mention Country Square Radio. They'll let you in. Is that like the code word? You have to be like Bo York. It's, it's something like that. I wouldn't whisper it, but uh, but it is something like that. If they did, just be just be sure you wink when you whisper Bo York. Yeah, I, I don't do that. Bo York. That that they will send you With away. Wink. Yeah, they will send you away if you do that. So you definitely hey, don't. Do you know what else uh, August eleventh is? Uh, no. What else is August 11th? August 11th of oh, 2016 will be the Country Squire's 46th birthday. Dude! Isn't that awesome, man? 46th birthday. 46 years, what a, yeah. What, what a, yeah. A, what a great achievement. B, what an uneventful year, though. I mean, yeah, 46. Yeah, no, I know. 40, what do you do? You know, last year was 45, and we had, like, you know, this big hurrah and lots of festivities and, you know, a commemorative pipe made and all these things, but it's like, it's 46. I mean, That's yeah, awesome. what do you do with that, you know? I don't know, but, man, it's great. We're really excited. We... Uh, a lot of cool stuff going on around here. We'll uh, be having some promotional stuff roll out in the next week. So um, if you are on the Country Squire uh, email list, uh, you will be receiving something. Uh, just kind of talking more about that by the end of the week. But if you're not, uh, you can go to the thecountrysquireonline.com and sign up for our email list and uh, just get more information about, uh, you know, kind of the shop, uh, what we got going on. So, That's awesome. Uh, yeah, anyway, kind of cool, man. All right, yeah. so August the 11th. 
is the date. The is the date. date. That's right, right. That's the official birthday. So here, if you're if you're down in the southeastern area, come to the Country Squire to celebrate the birthday. If you're up in the Midwest, come to Grand Rapids to uh, Indy River Tobacco Traders. Again, that's seven o'clock, and we'll uh, we'll we'll be celebrating together in spirit from two from corners very, of the country. Right. <laughs> awesome, man, man. That's exciting. Yeah. Uh, also, all right. Now this is great. Now this is uh, this is some other fun stuff that's going on. That Monday. After that, so not next next Monday, but the next Monday, it's August fifteenth, we're doing something a little different. Yeah, uh, this is kind of fun. Now, you know, we from time to time we, we like to we like to enjoy tobacco, our pipe tobacco. We do. You're af- actively enjoying it now. Uh, we also enjoy uh, a little bit of the brown liquid. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, uh, we we do we we enjoy uh, some brown water occasionally, and we're not talking about the uh, the Jackson water. We're mm. talking, of course, about uh, whiskey and and um, and nice scotches and things of such nature. This is true. So, as longtime listeners and even uh, moderately short term listeners know, we do occasionally do episodes called Squire Select. Now, uh, I remember the first time that we ever did a Squire Select. Yeah, we yeah. put out some social promotion that we were doing this. Uh, it was it was one of our earliest episodes that we ever did live broadcasting on uh, the YouTube channel. They kind of the is precursor right? to what this YouTube channel was. Wow, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was back when it was on kind of the old Pottery catch-all but okay uh but i remember we posted out those information on on the social media and a lot of people saw it and they were like oh like how do i get in how do i go to this thing right they thought that it was you know an actual like physical thing they yeah, were going to be able they to could, yeah yeah join in on come in and, and get a little bit of uh, a scotch or, or, or whiskey and, and pair it up with tobacco well that of course was not the case then because it was just a, a special episode of country squire that uh country squire radio that became a, a regular series well, you know what? We're doing a little bit of a throwback and giving the people what they wanted three years ago. <laughs> and we uh, we are actually going to do a Squire Select live in shop. Uh, and we are going to open the doors. It's $10 a head. It's exciting. But you get some scotch. Yeah. You get some or, or whiskey. We haven't quite we have, decided. We haven't nailed it down. Yeah, yet. yeah, yeah. Right. But one way or the other, you get some brown water. Uh, you get a chance to uh, pair that up with the tobacco pairing. So it won't just be me and John David here. If you're able to come out to the Country Squire on Monday the 15th, that's Monday, August 15th, you're yeah. going to want to be here at 6 p.m. Yeah. As we will broadcast live at 6.30. So you want to get here early, get your seat, have 10 bucks ready with you, and uh, yeah, get a little bit of of, uh, some whiskey and, and a little bit of tobacco, and I think it'll be dude. It's exciting. It'll man. be a fun time. You'll be able yeah. to actually sit in live. Well, and, and and smoke the actual pairing with us. Exactly. Yeah, which would be kind of fun. I'm really so. uh, I'm I'm curious to see how this goes. To some extent, this is a trial to see uh, yeah. what it's yeah, like. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mentioned uh, off 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 mic uh, all the time how. Uh, when recording, I like to reduce the amount of variables, and uh, <laughs> we're not going to do that this episode. We're just going to just welcome just all of the variables. Wide open, baby. Yeah, I can't wait to see what prescriptions you have on you that night to take care of your anxiety. Ooh. Yeah, uh, I'll be I'll be drinking that whiskey. That's what I'll be doing. <laughs> you have plenty of nerve pills. So, uh, so yeah, so absolutely. Uh, if you want to come by the Country Squire sometime uh, next week or or the the. Yeah, next week to uh, to sign your name up, go ahead and put in your ten dollars. Yeah, it'd be nice to get kind of a head count early in, just to make sure we have enough chairs. And uh, yeah, I think it'll be a lot of fun, and we hope that uh, many of you will be able to join us. Those of you in the uh, southeastern area, if it goes well, who knows? We might make it a regular thing. Yeah, we might. We'll have to see. Yeah, we'll have to see. It, depending on it, certain people that we think might show up. 
if they're on good behavior. If they're on good behavior. Like, we might just have to ban people That's like, right. outright. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> is that bad? Like, we just already know kind of who we have to ban even before. You know, that's a that's an online thing, right? I mean, most forums have some sort of like <laughs> block ban hammer or something right. of that nature. Ban hammer. Yeah, that's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Hey, uh, one other thing going on uh, that I'll mention for August, and we just released this uh, last week, but um, uh, our friend Max Stokeby, uh, that name might sound familiar Absolutely. to you. Uh, Max, uh, of course, uh, of the Peter Stokeby family, his dad's heir. Eric, a good friend of the show, and we've talked a lot about uh, fourth-generation tobaccos before. But um, Max is uh, a one of the uh, staff members for uh, uh, Lane and Scandinavian Tobacco Group United States. Absolutely. And so yeah. he is actually going to come to the Country Squire on August 20th. August 20th. August 20th. It's okay. a Saturday. Yeah. And he's going to do a blending class here at the shop. And so, uh, man, so excited. He's going to bring all kinds of component tobaccos that uh, we'll have available for, uh, you know, pick up and, and uh, we'll kind of learn about each one and then uh, everyone will make their own blend. And what's cool is at the end of it, we'll actually take the time to uh, to sample each other's blends and then vote on a winner, man. Uh, which will win a, a $50 gift certificate to the Country Squire. Kind of cool. Man. But um, yeah, pretty exciting, man. That's awesome. You know, Max is a great guy. We had a chance to actually meet him at their headquarters uh, last year, which yeah. was really, really awesome. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's someone that I think we've both kind of said many times we want to get on mic. So hopefully while we actually have him in yeah. town, yeah. Uh, we can actually get him on mic and talk a little bit about, you know, his, his personal journey, his family's history, the legacy that, yeah. Uh, man, just the legacy when you're born into the Stokeby name, you know, you can imagine the, the pressure that might be there. All the stuff that comes with that. Yeah, yeah and, and, that's right. What and, a tradition, but like, yeah, no pressure. But no, and that's the thing. <laughs> he's such a cool guy. It's one of these things where he, he's, he, he the Max Stokeby is, is a, is to some extent a brand unto itself. Yeah. Very, very much yeah. could be. And, and so, uh, we, yeah, really excited to have him in town and, and hopefully we'll get him on mic. We got a great topic tonight that we're going to talk about, but first I want to talk about a new sponsor for this program. Yeah, man, it's exciting. Okay, you like pipe tobacco. Yes. You love pipe tobacco. You, you, you love that. I mean, come on. We all do. That's why we're here. But there's other things that we love as well, like enjoying certain beverages That's with right. our pipe tobacco. We have already talked a little bit about the brown water, but uh, what about the hot brown water? The hot brown water. You're talking, about, <laughs> you're talking about coffee. I'm talking about coffee. Yeah. Now, here's the great thing. If you smoke your pipe, chances are you enjoy a cup of coffee from time to time as you're smoking your pipe. And if you've got the palate that's anything like John David's, you like to pick out all of these little nuances and flavors. So sophisticated. Well, Look, the good folks over at Bean Fruit Coffee. Yeah, they are coffee nerds in a way that could like. If you think about what John David is to tobacco, uh, the folks over at uh, Bean Fruit Coffee, they are to coffee. Like they, they're so meticulous. Uh, Paul Bonds, who's the uh, the bean roaster there, uh, is a, a good guy. He actually, you know, I've talked to him before, and the way that he romanticizes kind of the roasting of the beans and, and the different flavors and textures and everything that goes into every single uh, batch of his coffee is is fantastic. So you need to go to beanfruit.com. Uh, you need to enter in the code CSR because not only are you helping support the show when you do that, you also get yourself a 5% discount on this amazing coffee. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to say that in a future episode, we will actually be drinking uh, some of that on set. So that's going to be nice. <laughs> That'll be yeah. real nice. But uh, yep, check it out, beanfruit.com for uh, bean fruit coffee. And you enter in the code CSR for 5% off at checkout. 
All right, man. Tonight. Awesome. Yeah. We are, you know, we have talked about Meerschaum. We've talked about Corncob. We've talked about Morda. We've talked about Briar. But when it comes to the composition, uh, the the actual various things that people like to carve up to smoke tobacco out of. That's right. uh, There is (laughs) one. Various and sundry. Various and sundry. There's there's (laughs) one. There's actually a couple that we haven't addressed yet, but one that I've really wanted to probably ever since New Orleans last year when the winner of the pipe carving contest was actually an olive wood pipe. That's right. And to to me, that was my first real kind of acknowledgement of, oh, olive wood. That's a thing. It's like a light goes off in your head or something like that. Yeah. So we're talking olive wood pipes tonight. We are, man. And we thought it would just be fun to kind of, you know, explore this a little bit. It's one of those materials that um, I wouldn't say is overlooked necessarily, but it's it's just, you know, it's not nearly as common as a briar or or even a, you know, Meerschaum pipe or certainly a corncob pipe. And um, but it, but it's a popular medium uh, now for these really sophisticated pipe carvers that are always trying to push the envelope. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. One thing about pipe smokers, and we both know this so well because it affects us every time you and I get interested in uh, <laughs> either purchasing a pipe or, uh, you know, trying a tobacco that we've never tried before. Right. But, um, one thing about pipe smokers, we're always looking for the next new twist. You know, mm, we're always mm-hmm. looking for like the next the next thing. Um, and, and, you know, through the years, you've seen uh, pipes that were carved out of things like pecan or maple or uh, pear, uh, cherry, you know, different pipes. But a really high quality uh, wood that uh, tends to be a little hard to get and then also uh, but ha- has the wonderful property of smoking relatively cool. Um, is is olive. And yeah. so a lot of these carvers were like, okay, well, what can I do to kind of set myself apart and, uh, you know, experiment with something new and fresh that maybe someone would like to add to their collection? And uh, and, and so this movement within olive started to come forward. And uh, and uh, and now you've got a, just a really uh, awesome movement of, uh, of olive pipes. I'm curious. I mean, like, you know, you do see this happening from a lot of different pipe carvers. Is this, I mean, is this more of a recent trend then? And, and if so, who really kicked it off? You know, I don't know who kicked it off, but yeah, this, this is more of a of a recent thing. Huh. Yeah, over the past, uh, you know, probably 10 years, you've seen more and more people uh, stick their toe in the water with <laughs> olive pipes. And uh, yeah, it, so, you know, I think it started out kind of around the fringes. You had a lot of folks that would take olive and use it for accents on pipes. Matter of fact, I've got a, a real lovely pipe that, has a um, an olive band on the shank, and the, it's kind of cool. It actually came with a certificate. The band is from Jerusalem, or I'm, I'm sorry, is from Bethlehem. Okay, yeah, oh, uh, wow. which is cool. So you yeah, got yeah. you know this uh, olive wood from uh, you know the birth, birthplace of Jesus, and uh, you know so that's kind of special if that happens to be your thing or whatever. But um, you know, and and so the olive kind of started creeping in uh, in, in almost a decorative form, and then I think the you know the carvers got more and more ambitious with it, and were like, we're going to make pipes out of this stuff, man. And so, um, yeah, it's just it's a it's a fun material. Uh, it smokes great, but uh, but it's different. Yeah, no, it's and uh, it is one of these things that when you see an olive pipe, it's it's light. It, you know, it's That's obviously right. going to be much much lighter than a, a traditional briar pipe. That's right. And actually, right now you're you're holding one in your hand yeah. that I have to make mention of because you know uh, again, kind of pulling back to New Orleans, I was given a pipe that was a, a mortar pipe. One That's of right. The first mortar pipes I've ever owned. And the style was so unique, I dubbed it the Rhino. The because Rhino. it was a, a rocks pipe. Right. And, uh, and I was like, this is so unique. This is a Rhino. It's, it's this Morta and, uh, and a metal shank. That's right. And it looks so cool. And, uh, and you've got yourself what I'm going to call a white Rhino. A white. <laughs> 
that's so lame. Because uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's olive wood and uh, the it's, same exact style. It's also way. rocks pipe. That's right. So pipe, our yeah. our buddy Two Combs of uh, of of rocks uh, pipes here in uh, Central Mississippi. He he has this. Uh, he calls it a simple series pipes, and he's got a steel shank on the on a just a really you know simple turned bowl with a uh just a nice acrylic stem on there but uh yeah man it's just it's just a beautiful piece it of is a olive. Beautiful pipe. yeah just a really uh pretty olive pipe and so super simple it's kind of a poker shape and um for those of y'all that aren't watching and are you know are listening and you're not really familiar with olive um of course we're familiar with briar you know we're pipe smokers we all know what briar looks like and you know if it's a smooth piece of briar you're used to uh you know kind of a kind of a brownish wood and um, you know, it, it'll typically, you know, be stained with something that makes it, you know, a little darker. And, and the grain on, on briar tends to focus on either straight grain or bird's eye grain. You know, that's kind right. of the two. You've got flame grain and cross grain. But, but typically the grains are kind of running parallel or you're getting the end of the grain, which is kind of this bird's eye, you know, look to it. So um, olive is, is unique in that it's got kind of this creamy, uh, yellowish brown hue. Typically, you know, it's going to be kind of that that yellow, uh, sometimes even a golden color. It's hmm. really, really interesting. But you've got these black streaks that will kind of flow through the grain. Uh, and it, it's almost like a curvy, um, wavy texture to the, to the grain. It's not, uh, nearly, it's not nearly as tight grain as a, as a briar pipe. It's a lot more wavy and kind of free flowing and, yeah. and, and curly. Uh, it's really nice. But, um, yeah, olive, olive is an interesting medium. You can see, uh, of course, in this, this, uh, simple series pipe from two, um, you know, it's just got a real kind of clean look. Um, you know, I've got a pipe over here. Uh, one of our, uh, famous or one of our favorite, uh, premium pipe carvers that we feature a lot here at the Squire is Davran Dinovic, right. who, uh, of course, is from Croatia and just an incredible artist. He works a lot with Morta, um, does olive stuff, and then also uses uh, Adriatic Briar, which is kind of a kind of an interesting uh, briar that doesn't get a lot of love from other pipe carvers. But um, but uh, Dinovic is really into Adriatic Briar. But anyway, he he does a lot of stuff with olive too, and and just in you know takes these magnificent pieces. Um, it, typically all his pipes are, you know, as big as a golf. Oh, clubs. they're, they're yeah. weapons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I feel like I need a permit. You, to carry you kill him, you know? him now with that. Right yeah. There. I mean, it, it's, it's a big pipe. They always are. But, um, but yeah, Davern's pipes are, uh, just very, very large. He always picks uh really big chunks of wood and, and therefore in a, um, in a piece of wood that's a little more expensive, like olive or, or morta as well that he does a lot in, um, you know, it's going to be, going to be a more pricey pipe. And so, like, I think this one I've got here is, um, is $300. Yeah. yeah. And it's a real simple pipe. It's, uh, just a really, uh, handsome kind of, um, uh, you know, deep bent, uh, pipe with a, almost a nice, uh, little, uh, ridge flare on there. You so. know, I, I saw that one over to your right and you were, when you were going for it and I thought, yeah. you know, I immediately recognized the style as being one of Davern's. Yeah. And you know, again, it's, I, I know the Morta version of that pipe as well. Yeah, exactly. I, what is the correlation there? Do you think it's just mostly pipe carvers who, who kind of want to find something a little bit different or are going to be more exploratory in terms of things beyond Briar? Or? Yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, and, and, you know, with him, his his deal for the most part is making gigantic pipes. Like he loves <laughs> right. to make large pipes, you know, that can serve as, you know, door stops or boat anchors or anything else like that. <laughs> <laughs> or a boat. Or, 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 an, actual, or an actual boat, and, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so... You know, he um, he has a take on that that, you know, every every medium he really works with is going to um, be a big a big chunk of wood uh, to get a w- piece of wood that large. 
to make a pipe out of it's got to be really high quality grain and so uh, because the you know if you're dealing with that big of a piece of wood to make a pipe you're going to pay more for something that's that um, pristine you know so uh, if it's that large so um, anyway and and a lot of the ones that he does it's real typical of this with the olive you know it's just got kind of a nice uh, honey golden color to it the you know grain is real wavy uh, you know and, and and just has different patterns than uh, what we expect from briar so um, sometimes you'll have tighter grain on an olive like this one does have uh, kind of tighter grain than sometimes we're used to but a lot of times it's just really uh, really wispy really wispy um, you know kind of kind of um, grain there interesting so, yeah one uh one thing uh, that olive is known for, of course, there's tons of people that prefer sandblasted pipes, um, sandblasted and, and rusticated pipes. Um, I haven't really seen any rusticated olive pipes. Most people that do olive do a smooth pipe. Um, but occasionally you will see someone sandblast a pipe. Yeah, I was going to ask and you, kind of a natural texture to it, right? That's right. It's it's interesting. Like, it, it's it's a very unique, almost... Um, almost uh, the texture is almost like a pumice stone or something. It's just really hard to explain, mm. like almost like a kind of the outside of a rough sponge. But when olive is sandblasted, it just has this really fascinating uh, texture to it. The The waves come out similar to, you know, a briar pipe that has good ring grain on it, but it's, it's just, it's just different. It's hard to explain. It's a, um, it's, it's much more subtle, I think in the sandblasting with the, with the olive. And uh, so tonight here, I've got this uh, beautiful, uh, olive pipe. Danny Vasquez. Danny Vasquez Got made, made this pipe. Yeah, man, bro- I'm getting good. You're getting good, man. Yeah, yeah, you, you nailed it. Yeah, uh, Danny uh, with Bird and Bear Pipes. Uh, you have to check out his website. But um, beautiful uh, olive pipe. He actually blasted this uh, pipe, and uh, and you don't see that a lot. You yeah. just don't see a lot of olive pipes that have been been blasted. But it's got a, a real pretty. Uh, I think that's a like a zebra wood accent, and um and and a beautiful green uh, Cumberland stem, Japanese Cumberland stem on there. So. Um, just real elegant, but, um, you know, something different. I think like we discussed, the olive is just a, you know, an opportunity for carvers to kind of show out and, you know, uh, experiment with different colors and different textures and, um, you know, just provide folks an opportunity to, um, you know, try something that they might not have currently in their collection. Where does most olive wood come from? Yeah. Um, again, like it overlaps a lot with briar, right? So you've got, you know, think of like Southern and Eastern Europe, um, and then also uh, the northern parts of Africa there. So mm-hmm. um, and, 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 you know, if you think about it, that makes sense. Like when we think of olives, we think of olives, you know, coming from places like Greece. Um, and so there's going to be, you know, think olive Italians, right? And, and Italy, you know, places, uh, again, southern and eastern Europe. And so. Um, Didn't Vito Corleone, wasn't his like front in The Godfather 2 was like a olive oil plant or like something or another? I actually can't remember. I don't know. It's been a long time. But maybe, I, think, I think that's right. Maybe it's to get in the olive oil. It's getting in the olive oil business. Is it? I'm going to call it over here, and then I'm going <laughs> to take care of your family. And if they don't take care of your family, I'm going to take care of their family. <laughs> you know, it's fantastic. Thank you. Um, yeah, so, you know, olive, again, it, it's... Uh, you know, it's in the same part of the world as Briar, and so a lot of these folks are, you know, are already um, kind of used to being around it just naturally. But uh, what's fascinating, of course, you know, Briar. We think of the Heath tree. Briar, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Briar is harvested from the Heath tree, right? And so um, it, this is a this is a wood that doesn't really have other uses other than just growing for beauty or um, you know uh, gardening or whatever. But uh, you know, it just grows and they harvest it and use the wood, but. 
But if you think about olive, olive is different because the main use for the olive tree is the fruit that comes off of it, right? So you're not really as, you know, the the wood coming from olive is secondary, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So, so you know, typically, you know, the olive that's harvested for uh, things like pipe making, not just pipe making, but any kind of use of olive as a, you know, as a wood, you know, a medium to carve or, uh, you know, construct with, um, that, that's a secondary thing. And so, you know, typically it's, if you're going to cut down a tree that can produce fruit every year, you're, you're cutting down a future revenue stream, right? And yeah, so typically wow, yeah. when, if you're thinking about it along those lines, like the, the olive wood will be more expensive, you know, it's like, why, you know, it's kind of like killing the cow to have the beef right. when you can get milk every single year, you right. know what I mean? So, um, kind of an interesting, um, I don't know, thing to think about. There's almost this opportunity cost of like, okay, well, if we cut the olive tree down to get the get the wood, it, we better get a good price for it because we're giving up the fruit that would have come with it, you know? I guess you'd have to time it right, right? Because you don't want the tree to die because I would imagine the wood would be no good. I mean, like you definitely wouldn't want rotten wood to carve out a pipe. Uh, but at yeah. the same time, you want to make sure you got as much out of that tree before, you know, before mm-hmm. you did go ahead and, and pull it out of the ground and start chopping away at it. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm not as familiar with like the... Uh, agricultural part of it, you know, kind sure, of what yeah. their processes and all that, how they decide kind of when to harvest and, and that type of thing. But I do know that, uh, you know, a lot of the olive that comes from these trees um, that are used to make pipes, a lot of it is actually just, um, you know, parts of the tree that were cut off from pruning. Because the tree is so you know, valuable just by nature of the fruit that it produces. Interesting. You know, so a lot of the, a lot of the olive, you know, that is used for constructing stuff, um, you know, it, pipes included is going to be, you know, pieces of the tree that were actually removed for, um, you know, let's say a branch need to be removed for this and that more of a pruning kind of, kind of thing. Well, so that's interesting. Cause so then that, that means that olive wood can be branch wood. Cause when I think about briar, of course, I think about a root. I think of something, you know, that's right. Yeah. Kind of dug up from the ground. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and we're not talking about a root really with olive. We're, we're just talking about, uh, you know, any piece of the, of the tree itself. Nice. Yeah. Kind of, kind of cool. Awesome. Well, all right. So is there any treatment that has to go in to make sure that it doesn't, you know, catch on fire? Yeah. You know, what's interesting is, uh, olive is notorious about being really, wet of course when you harvest it and and, and you think of yeah you know uh, this is olive and so there's something we use all the time called olive oil and and what's amazing when you carve fresh olive wood you you get tons of just olive oil shrapnel kind of all over the place <laughs> and so I, I hear these incredible stories about uh folks turning olive on a on a lathe and their whole shop just smells like just a you know, just in an incredible, you know, like a restaurant or something. Like an just, Italian kitchen. Exactly. I mean, uh, come yeah. on, now we're going to cut up uh, the olive wood to make a pipe, and then we're going to put uh, some of our bread and... Uh, I want to eat spaghetti all of a sudden. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize to all of our Italian listeners. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's one of those things you kind of, you, you get the experience of the olive oil through you know through the wood and right. so and and even some folks that aren't you know that are sensitive to such things they've actually uh, had cases of being um you know have allergic reactions once you carve these pipes you know if if, oh, wow. if olive oil is something that yeah. you're sensitive to for whatever reason um you know that can uh, affect you it's kind of, it's kind of a fascinating thing and even um you know on very rare instances folks that smoke these pipes will have some kind of uh 
kind of reaction. Although by and large, in, in the great, great vast majority, uh, you know, that's just not an issue for folks. So, so let's talk about this. I mean, when 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 choosing what type of pipe you're going to smoke from, I mean, the, the the question that a lot of people have is like, how does a uh, you know an olive wood pipe? How's that going to differentiate? How's it going to yeah. smoke different from what would be traditionally briar? And and I think that's the main point, right? So like we we carve out of olive pipes, not just because they look different or, and are beautiful, but also because they're going to smoke a little different too. And so, um, you know, my personal experience with olive is that the first 10 bowls smoke sweet. The, the, mm-hmm. the, the bowls smoke kind of sweet. I don't know. It's a, it's a wood that has a tang to it that just other, uh, you know, briar pipes just do not have. And I, I think there's something valuable there that really adds to the experience. Um, my own personal experience though is that you know once you get past kind of that threshold, um, you know it just it just smokes like a pipe. You know I, I don't know. I think once you get to a certain point, it just kind of smokes like a like a regular pipe. But there is something magical about those first several bowls that you put through an olive pipe. It kind of has this uh, th- this uh, this tangy uh, sweetness to it. It's not a sugary sweet. It's kind of a um, more of a, a tangy uh, bitterness. It's really it's really pleasant though. Very pleasant. It's and and it's something that pairs well with some tobaccos and. And doesn't pair well with others, you know. I've I've smoked English blends and olive pipes. That of course I don't smoke a ton of English blends. We you know we've established that on multiple occasions. But um you know uh, the, but they didn't go necessarily well with the olive. Whereas you know some uh, aromatics and uh, just real clean Virginia Man, blends would. That's so, really interesting. Uh, yeah, just really fascinating. You know, um that because olive has so much taste and flavor and and natural moisture on its own just from the oil. It's very common to see these carvers age olive years and years and years before they carve a pipe out of it. So, uh, so Daverin, for instance, all of his olive uh, that he carves pipes out of have uh, have been aged at a minimum of fifteen years Man. before he even touches before he, before he even thinks about carving a pipe out of it. So, uh, just gives it time to dry and kind of. Um, you know, um, just get to a place where the the wood is more stable, so it can handle the, you know, the 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 carving process. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. So put away your olive wood now, and fifteen years later, you get yeah. a buyer. <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty cool. It definitely, um, you know, because it it is less common, and uh, you know, tends to be a little more expensive because of the, um, you know, just the price of you know procuring the wood for the carver. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's not something you, that you're going to build the majority of your pipe collection out of, but, uh, it's a nice change up. Uh, you know, it's certainly two of, of my favorite pipes are, are these olive wood pipes. And, um, you know, it's something that, uh, you know, you, I, I turn to pretty regularly just for, for kind of a nice mix, you know, um, they, they smoke, uh, you know, other than the, the initial sweetness, the, the experience is very similar to, a briar. And, and I appreciate that because there's kind of a comfort level you can go to there, but uh, it's always just different enough. And, and also the, um, the heat that radiates through the pipe, it, it tends to be a little warmer, I think, when you touch the, the pipe itself. But um, I, I don't know, there's something pleasant about how it feels in your hand and uh, and looks. It's just, um, I don't know. It's just, it's really nice. That's good. Yep. You know, uh, actually, uh, Mark VV over on Twitter is, is suggesting that you actually come up with a blend tailored for the uh, the olive uh, Dude, that's wood a pipe great experience. idea. And yeah. he suggests, call it a Mamma Mia. And <laughs> I, I, I got to tell you, 
that 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 really sounds like a good idea because you, know, you do a lot of weddings, man. You do a lot of weddings where you'll actually have a, a pipe, uh, a pipe or cigar bar. Yeah, that's and right. Be, yep. I mean, you know, you think about that's the, a lot of fun, by the way, dude. The olive wood pipe. I mean, that's that looks like a wedding pipe. You know, to some extent, yeah, it kind of like, does. There's a specialness to what it. You call it the white rhino? Uh, well, no, I called the the other one the white rhino. Oh yeah, that's right. This is this is uh, <laughs> the rocks pipe I refer. Yeah, to that's my bird and bear pipe. Yeah, that uh, bear. yeah, I love what Danny did with this stem. You know, something. Another cool thing about olive, because it looks so dramatically different from briar, I say dramatically different, it it does, it really does look different, but, um, you know, the pairings with different, um, you know, materials for things like stems and accent bands, they just... They can get away with different things that maybe yeah. on briar you wouldn't necessarily try. That's good. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and so, you know, with this particular wood, uh, you know, this particular pipe, for those that are listening, you know, you've got just this real uh, kind of dark uh, green Cumberland that just pairs. It, it's like olive. It's like an olive colored stem and, and it pairs, uh, you know, just really well with that, uh, with that blast. You've wood. been enjoying so, the heck out of that. Uh, yeah, it's got a few miles on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's got, it's got a few miles on yeah. it. I, I, I was, uh, you know, Danny was, when he was carving this pipe was, uh, you know, it putting, he sent me some photos. He's like, what do you think of this? And I was like, man, that's awesome. Like you should do this and this and this. And like, he was like, yeah, that's great. And then as soon as he put it out for sale, I bought it. And, and I didn't tell him I was going to buy it. I, I really wanted to. I, I knew that, uh, you know, he, he may have some others that wanted to jump on it. And I, I think I made a lot of people very disappointed when I bought yeah, this pipe. Yeah, at some but, point I'm going to um, get a Vasquez pipe because yeah, his, his work is, he's, is fine. He's really, really talented, yeah. man. But um, I love the stem on this pipe. There's uh, there's something, um, you know, about that's just real, real classy. But anyway, uh, olive wood pipes... Uh, you know, a, one of those things that, you know, your your majority of your collection is not going to be made of. But, um, you know, if you've reached a point where you want to try something new and different that might, uh, you know, kind of mix it up some and also give you a, a different experience, uh, I highly recommend uh, branching out. That's good, man. Yeah. You know, the great thing is about your collection and making sure you have something for various experiences. Is, yeah, yeah. You know, you've got your olive wood pipes, you got your briar wood pipes, you got your uh, mortar pipes. But you know what you also need to be part of your collection? Dude, the cob. The cob. Cob, man. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically a corn cob pipe from our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum. That's right. That's right. All right. So, you know, we're doing something a little bit differently. Typically, we've got a Missouri Meerschaum pipe that sponsors the show. Yeah. But we actually talked about it this particular episode. And and rather than having a specific pipe that's sponsoring this show, we're going to actually mention two pipes, which we talked about it before I had off mic. What is, John David Cole, your favorite Missouri Meerschaum my pipe? My favorite Missouri Meerschaum pipe. Yes, yeah. So uh, this is my Missouri Meerschaum Cobbett pipe, and it is called the Shire. And I, I love this pipe because I think if a Bing's favorite could be a corn cob pipe, <laughs> it would be the Shire. There's something that's uh, the, the stem is just long enough. I, I don't really consider it a church warden. It's kind of a, a it's just shy of a just church shy warden. of a church warden. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, just shy of a church warden. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, but they've got it, what they did with this. Uh, our friends at Missouri Mission they put just a real nice kind of acorn shaped bowl in this pipe. So. Um, the way it handles is just super comfortable, uh, and it's got a just a you know for the size a pretty generous bowl. Uh, it's kind of tall, and uh, and and I think one of my favorite things about this pipe, uh, other than the length, is the quality that they put on the stem. They mm-hmm. uh, they spend a lot of of time working on the stem of this pipe, and um and and you know for a pipe of at this price point, you 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 know you really are impressed by the amount of. Uh, 
of effort that was put into this. There's just a ton of um, ton of, of quality here. So uh, I love that pipe. It smokes great. It's really light and um and it's a go-to for me. That's good, man. Yeah. You know, for me, it's the Country Gentleman's yeah. good size bowl. Yeah. Uh, it was the first Missouri Meerschaum I ever owned, which was actually a gift from uh, from a listener who had made taken it and made a custom version Dude, of I it. I forgot about that. I'll be that smoking pipe that. Is gorgeous. Yes, yeah. sir. I'll be smoking that in, uh, in two or next week, actually, up in Grand Rapids, and as I'm fishing. And so uh, appropriate that uh, that it would be one of the two pipes that we talk about here from our good folks uh, from the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum. Look, if you have not gotten yourself a Missouri Meerschaum pipe. I tell you what, don't just get one, get a couple of them. They're great priced corn cob pipes at excellent quality. The, you know, you talk about pushing the envelope, the folks at Missouri Meerschaum, they're always pushing the envelope and finding new and creative ways uh, to bring the, uh, the corn cob pipe into existence. And you got, you got to check them out guys. Uh, so check it out, Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for sponsoring this show and we thank you guys for supporting them. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Pipe question, question of the week. week. All right, man. Pipe question of the week. Yeah, man. This comes in from Jonathan Walston. Hope I'm pronouncing that last name right, but you know, uh, it's kind of my thing. I, <laughs> we, <laughs> we butcher names here. We don't have a very good track record on that. Do no, 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 no. We, we talk about <laughs> you know, pipes down in and the pipe south, like everyone's name is like, you know, York or, you know, Smith or Johnson or, you know, just something simple. But like the other parts of the country, man, they. Folks have more interesting names than we do. Dude, funny we tangent. We don't know what to do with that. <laughs> funny tangent. I interviewed, last night we interviewed the uh, the voice actor that portrays uh, Gorilla Grodd from the CW's Flash okay. for, uh, for okay. Flash TV Talk. That episode's coming out this week, I hope. Um, but after, he was so, he was cool dude. He's had this big, like, voice. You know, like, if you were going to have a, <laughs> it was really, really deep and everything. But anyway, afterwards, it's so cool, so nice. Afterwards, he said, yeah, you've mispronounced my name the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> no, and he was very kind about it. Like, but he corrected me. And I was like, so painful. I'll try to fix that in post. And you just want to get it right. I know. I felt so <laughs> embarrassed. But uh, Jonathan W., that's the best way to get it right, right there. That's why we say Mark VP. That's right. <laughs> Sorry, that's Mark. Right. Uh, Jonathan, we, uh, he writes in, he says, hey, so I have a Meerschaum estate pipe that needs some TLC. I was wondering the best ways to clean it. Uh, it also needs some repair done or a replacement stem. Any suggestions would be appreciated. Keep up the good work. Jonathan, man, I, you know, I, I have trouble when helping people, um, figure out the best way to care for their Meerschaum pipe. If it needs, uh, repair work, repair work, restoration, you know, any kind of cleaning or, or things like that. Meerschaum is just different y'all. I mean, it just, it acts differently. It, um, you know, it, it handles differently. It's, it's just fragile. And, uh, you, you ought to, you know, we haven't, uh, interacted with them in a while, but, uh, you ought to get a hold of our friend reborn <laughs> man. and, uh, and, and maybe, 
uh, you know, Reborn Pipes, uh, at Reborn Pipes on Twitter, he'd be a really good resource for you. Um, there's several pipe repair folks, uh, folks like Tim West and uh, Floyd Norwood and, uh, you know, folks that uh, work often with Mearsham that could could maybe give you some pointers. But um, Mearsham, you, you got to be careful to keep in mind the outside of the bowl um, you know, if there's been any coloring or any kind of, uh, mm. y- you know, uh, marks or anything on the outside of the bowl, you're just going to have to assume that that's, that's there for good. You know, um, that's not something that you're going to just put on a buffing wheel and buff out. And, and, and typically you don't want to. Right. T- typically Meerschaum is, is colored and that's the kind of the point of having a Meerschaum pipe is, or one of the points is that it's a, you know, porous material and takes on oil from your hands and the tobacco and, um, you know, all these things. So it, so it can be beautiful, but a lot of times people will, you know, if a Meerschaum is scuffed or, you know, something like that, they, they just really want to get it, uh, perfect again. And, and really the outside of a Meerschaum, you're just gonna, you're just gonna have to be satisfied with kind of, kind of where it's mm-hmm. at. Um, the inside of a Meerschaum, uh, you can do a few things. Um, you know, what I've always done is, uh, very carefully, uh, use some type of cleaning fluid. So a lot of times, you know, uh, I'll, I'll go next door to the the liquor store and get a, a like I always talk about a, a big bottle of Everclear. That's what I clean a lot of pipes with here at the shop. And um, and and so you can kind of start to work some of the cake out with that. Um, you know, and and if you do reaming, you 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 can do that, but you just need to be very uh very gentle. Um, a lot of times too on the rim of the bowl, uh, you can just take some really hot water. And um and and uh, wet like a like a terry cloth and yeah, just, yeah and just and and wring the terry cloth out and then just kind of take that and hold it on the top of the meerschaum uh for a period of time and a lot of times that will allow you to um you know once that soaks in a little bit it will allow you to get some of the char the the carbon off the rim of the bowl uh, which is nice but you can get some of the carbon off uh, the bowl with the buffing wheel but you got to be careful you, you just really do is um, it okay to leave it like I, you know, I, I kind of love, and I mean, I, obviously, ne- having never seen Jonathan's pipe, it's it's hard to know exactly what his situation is. But, yeah, sure. You know, for me, I love kind of the idea, like like the visualization of kind of like a, a white, kind of almost like a pure white Missouri, or not Missouri Meerschaum, but uh, Meerschaum pipe. Right. That is, as you get closer to the bowl, it gets darker and darker and darker, and then it's just that char black. Just a charred rim. Yeah, yeah. like, it's is really, it okay just really to kind of leave it like that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And, and honestly, that's kind of the point. Yeah. You know? um, we, we um, you know, see those pipes almost the most coveted of, of, of all them are the ones that uh, just have that, that real nice black ring around the top and then uh, kind of work them their way down from a that charred color to kind of an amber and, yeah. and then whiter towards the bottom. So, and, and, that, and that's what you want. That's what you expect from a, a Meerschaum. But, um, you know, but the inside of the bowl, you know, loosen it maybe with, uh, you know, some pipe cleaning solution or, or some type of alcohol, uh, you know, scrub it real good with the pipe cleaner and, uh, and ream it. But, but you just got to be careful and, and go slow, go very, very slowly um, when you're doing that and, and use a lot of pipe cleaners to, uh, you know, get out the residue uh, don't expect too much of it. You know, don't, don't try to push it too hard. Uh, Meerschaum is fragile. You know, it, it, that, that's the thing. If you, um, if you smoke Meerschaum, uh, you know, regularly and, and you, and you start with a new fresh Meerschaum pipe, a, a lot of times you don't really build cake. You know, Meerschaum is something you don't really build cake in. You can just kind of smoke it, swab the ashes out and then, uh, load it up with something totally different and smoke it again. You know, mm-hmm. it's just real, mm-hmm. 
versatile as far as the you know smoking abilities of it. But 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 if you don't do that, if you allow the pipe to build cake, then you're going to bump into this problem. And uh, of course, you know, be real tender with it while you're um, while you're fixing it up. Uh, anyway, take your time. You know, if you do any reaming or anything like that, just be careful and uh, use a bunch of pipe cleaners, swab it out real good, and uh, and see where that gets you. That's good, man. Great question, Jonathan. Thanks for sending that in. And hey, if you've got a pipe question of the week, send it in CSR at potisteri.com. Also, uh, as an aside along with that, but, you know, if it does need some repair work, like the the pieces that go in a Meerschaum pipe are are very unique. And so a lot of times these, you know, folks that repair Meerschaum um, pipes, you know, even if it's just a small little screw or a tenon or an extension or something that you've got to put on this pipe to repair it, you know, it could cost you know, $30, $40, $50 just for a very small piece to, to be installed on this thing. And, um, you know, so, so keep that in mind just as you're looking at, you know, if it's something that you do need a replacement stem for and, you know, are going to send that off to get done, um, you know, just, just, just don't be surprised. Don't, don't, it, prepare yourself for a little sticker shock because the, <laughs> uh, yeah, Meerschaum repair can, uh, can just be a little more, a little more expensive. Quick, Quick fire, fire with, with the squire. squire. You know, I was just thinking, uh, NPR, I think, recently canceled Car Talk. Did they really? Yeah, you know. Did they do that, or did those guys, like, retire? Maybe that was it. But one way or the other, like, click and clack, right? I feel like we're kind of the car talk of the pipe world. You know, like whenever we get to the yeah. pipe questions, it kind of feels a little bit like because it's like, you know, I bet there there are people that tune in that probably don't even like smoke pipes all that often. But they but, but they, they tune in for but this they tune part. in for this part. <laughs> you know, kind of, and it's just like, and they they're just kind of like, you know, I, yeah. My wife listened to Car Talk because they had that puzzler thing, right? Where they they throw out this crazy thing, and then it would be some kind of math problem or like <laughs> I, I don't know. And then the next week they'd come back with the solution. I don't know. Well, here's our version of that quick fire question. All right, so we got some quick fire questions in Tyler B. Now this is battle edition. Okay, so wow. this is literally fighting each other. Okay, okay. now there's only three of them, but uh, but but this should be. What's the battle edition? It's so the battle epic. edition, right? All right, who do you think would win in a fight, Spider Man or Darth Maul? Uh, <laughs> do you need me to explain who both no, of those? No, people? I, okay. I, I know who these people are, but it's just like, wow, has Darth Maul ever been featured in anything that we've done? No, oh, well, I don't think so. As much Star Wars like yeah. stick as we talk about, like I, I just don't. Well, it's prequel area. I mean, like, yeah, you're right. But Darth Maul was cool. Darth Maul was also a double bladed lightsaber. I, I I wouldn't go as far as saying he's cool, but <gasps> but I but I think he would beat Spider Man. Okay, no and no, no wrong. You wrong. so you think he's so you think he is cool, but Spider Man cool. wins. Oh yeah, absolutely, Spider Man wins. He's yeah. just gonna point that little the his little uh his little webs on him. Well, Spider Man <laughs> can be ranged. He's fast. I, you know, to be honest, that's a really good fight. Fight. Um, it could go either way. I'm, I'm just saying, like the lightsaber give, goes a long way against, uh, you know, the 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 web. Unless Spidey webs it, pulls it away from him, and now he doesn't have his lightsaber. Spider Man well, wins. Okay, that you'd have to be quick, and Spider Man is is certainly quick. Yep, I'll absolutely. go with Darth Maul. All right, fair enough. I'll go with Spidey. Uh, the T1000, the liquid metal guy from Terminator Two, uh, or the Predator. Who wins in that Ooh. fight? Oh, um, I'm gonna go with T1000. I, that's a difficult one, but yeah, I think I, I think I got to go with T one thousand. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, I just think he's got more. Um, in the end, they were only able to defeat the T one thousand through like lava, right? Like he literally had yeah. to be put in fire. And I don't think the I predator... mean the, the predator is like a. I mean, this is a organic being, right? <laughs> I mean, 
I, I can't do the predator. <laughs> you can do a lot of impressions yeah, pretty not, well, but not that, that one. <laughs> yeah, that, don't don't ever do that again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm gonna go with T1000. Absolutely, yep. as well. All right, and this is this is it. This is for the main event. Are you ready? The main event. Uh huh. Bo versus John David. He Duh. says JD. He's a Bo versus JD. Well, if it's JD, then Bo. But if it's John David, then myself. I'm curious. When you hear JD, who do you think of? Because I mean, like, I know you don't think of yourself. Who do you think of when you hear JD? Probably Jack Daniels. Oh, do you really? Yeah. See, I think of the character from Scrubs, played by Zach Braff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, I've been going through a Scrubs marathon. Yeah. That, um, I, 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 even, I even considered doing a podcast uh, based on a drinking game, like, that I created while watching Scrubs. And so it would be <laughs> me and another guy getting drunk watching Scrubs. We're not going to do it for what I feel should be obvious reasons, but regardless. Yeah, I think that's probably wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Bo versus John David. Bo. In in most in most scenarios, I, w- I would say Bo. Like you, you know, you, in pipe smoking, no, this, I win. This is well, all right. So if we're talking like a fight, like legitimately, I feel like I could take you, except for the fact that you're just so lovable. Like I, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to throw you a just punch. Want to hug me? I just want to hug you. And so it's like it. it, it I, I, I would think, never I actually get a punch in. So I, I think, think you're. I think you're probably stronger than me. I'll, I'll be honest. Like I, I'm. I'm probably a little too scrawny. <laughs> scrawny of a hipster to uh, to pose much of a threat to you. Uh, yeah. You know, I you 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 got the speed, man. You got I, the speed. I, I can do it. You, you know, I the could, speed. Yeah, in there. I could. I could be wiry. I don't know, man. <laughs> I think. I think on the right day, you could easily take me. Let's but just, I think on most days I could probably take you. Yeah, we'll just we'll just hope we never find out. <laughs> <laughs> what if we did? Unless you have a cold and like you know have a flu and like you know are limping and you know if I find the right uh, opportunity and, and have the right reason. <laughs> so basically, um, we'll never we'll never test that theory because you're worried that you'd lose until like I just come in and I've got a limp and then you're like, boom, game on, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Shot in the back. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Great quick fire questions, Tyler. We appreciate it. Send yours in CSR at Pottery.com. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. Get some great listener feedback, and it's really appropriate that listener feedback uh, comes at this stage in the game. That's kind of in the later, the tail end here of the podcast. That's right. Where we talk about our final sponsor, which is thispipelife.com. That's right. Now, thispipelife.com, wonderful website. And for me personally, what I really enjoy is is the forums. Yeah. Uh, Last week, we mentioned that on thispipelife.com, we'd be going on and uh, posting out some things, trying to gather some quick fire questions from those of you who were signing up for the. uh, for thispipelife.com. Actually, as I went in to post that this week, I, I pulled some of the, the great commentary and thoughts that we got from an earlier post, uh, specifically dealing with a uh, a topic of heated debate between the two of us, which is pipe smoking and barbecue, right. and whether or not right. there is a need for a uh, for a pairing, or even if a pairing makes sense. And I got to tell you, man, that there was some feedback. The folks are very much on my side right. on this okay, one. Okay, that's fine. This I isn't mean, I- your cornbread and milk. Now, they're on my side now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, if we did cornbread milk, maybe we can make uh, time for, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, baked beans and, you know, Balkan blends well, let's or whatever. See. <laughs> let's see what the feedback that we got. Again, this is coming from the forums at thispipelife.com. Uh, Do Mullen had uh, this to say. He said, I'm a fan of Virginia's in the heat. So his quote unquote grilling tobacco tends to be a PS luxury bullseye or something like Dunhill Flake. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's fair. That makes a lot of sense. You're in the heat. You know, you want something kind of uh, light and and grassy, uh, maybe just a natural sweetness to it. And of course, those would 
Uh, makes sense. Yep. Who's the next one up? Uh, always I find that Latakia blends, especially Syrian Latakias, go hand in hand with hickory smoke. Uh, my go-to barbecue pit smoke is MacBaron's Virginia uh, Vintage Syrian. So good. And man, he actually sent a picture. That's from The Wandering Dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on, uh, on I, this pipeline. I'll never forget the first time I opened a uh, a Frogmorton 10. This was many years ago. But uh, I my initially... The only I smelled the tin, and all I could think of was barbecue ribs. Yeah, that, that's all I could think of was barbecue was, ribs. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I the I, work is practically done for you on this one. No, why, that, that's that's fair. Why are we not eating ribs right now? <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> all right, and then uh, finally another one, and we had a great a lot of a lot of discussion there, a lot of great comments. Uh, but uh, finally, again, this is from thispipelife.com, and this is from our very own Pappy Joe, who wrote in saying, "Yes, of course, I actually like to smoke my Missouri Meerschaum cob. Usually, something containing Latakia to go with the smokiness of the barbecue. Uh, sometimes, if I'm using a gra- gas." grill uh instead of my charcoal i will use a briar that i can clinch yeah but yeah. uh yeah i mean like this is this are well thought out yeah practices that people have really just embraced pipe smoking while barbecue while barbecue okay well you know maybe next fourth of july we can we can think about this well i'll tell you this man hopefully pappy <laughs> joe is enjoying some barbecue uh this week because uh, he also tweeted into us before we went live tonight and i uh, wanted to give a, a shout out asked if we would and i think it's appropriate to give a shout out to the u.s coast guard uh who is actually turning 226 on august the 4th man that's awesome yeah your little your little uh what was it uh 46 year old anniversary for your yeah shot? dude got nothing you had nothing on, on the that. U.S. Coast Guard. <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah, Pappy Joe, of course, uh, from Louisiana, a really good friend of of the show and uh, and of the shop. And um, man, just, you know, uh, very uh, proud of, of his service in the U.S. Coast Guard and, and everyone that uh, that did that for for us to protect our borders. And man, we appreciate all your all your service. And, Absolutely. And hard work. And yep. to any any other uh, Coast Guard members out there, we salute you as well. And, Absolutely. And thank you for your service. Guys, uh, great, great feedback. We really appreciate all of that good stuff. By the way, if you haven't registered for this pipelife.com, you absolutely should. Now's a good time to do it. Uh, we also want to encourage you to uh, mark on your calendars right now. I'm going to go back over some of those dates and yeah. events happening that we mentioned at the top of the show. Of course, uh, the uh, August, Thursday, the 11th, Thursday, the 11th, August, Thursday, August, the 11th. There you go. Uh, at 7 p.m. at India River, Indian River Tobacco Traders in Grand Rapids, Michigan. If you're in the Midwest and you want to come up for a meetup, I'll be there. Beard Corps will be there. We'll be drinking beer. We'll be smoking pipes. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. So we hope if you're in that general area, you might be able to make it out again. That's exciting. That's- Thursday, August the 11th at 7 p.m., Indian River Tobacco Traders. Mention either me or uh, Beard Court at the door. They'll let you in. Oh, York. Yeah, but don't whisper it because <laughs> creepy. If you, if you whisper it, just wink. Be and sure then, to wink. <laughs> and then for those of you here in the hometown or just in the kind of the southeast who want to make the trip up, uh, that's August 15th. That is going to be Monday, August 15th at 6 p.m. here at the Country Squire uh, for a Squire Select tobacco and whiskey pairing. It's going to be 10 bucks either at the door if you want to come in beforehand put your 10 bucks in your name down uh then we'll be collecting that i say we'll be you'll be collecting that information yeah yeah <laughs> so uh so that'll be great so hopefully i'll get a chance to see uh, quite a few of you in the coming days and uh yeah oh you know the one last thing i got to mention as well i should have mentioned that at the top of the show you yeah. know i said i was in miami last week yeah you know i forgot about that yeah i almost forgot about it as well because honestly miami is way more of a cigar town oh like, yeah of course it no. was so hard finding a good i never even got a chance to really like get dedicated to, oh, this is the pipe shop I'm going to go to. Man, it is it is the cigar capital of the United States. Yeah, yeah. even even the folks in Miami are like, yeah, 
Some of them sell pipe tobacco. <laughs> like, you know, so. Have you tried the Shell Station? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so like, there were a couple of listeners who kind of reached out and said, hey, are you going to do a meetup thing? You can do it. But I never just, if there's not a good location that really draws me in, then yeah. it's hard to, to really set Hard to make it like happen. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, anyway, shout out to the Miami folks. Sorry about that. Next time I'm uh, down there, I'll let you know if though. Uh, hey, but in the meantime, you can keep up with us in a lot of different ways. That's right. You can also follow us on Twitter. I'm at the real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at at underscore country squire. And of course, the uh, show's Twitter handle is at squire radio, where you can tune in live to the show and tweet in. We've been getting some great listener feedback and commentary throughout <laughs> the evening, which we always appreciate. Uh, you can tune in to the next live show. It happens at 630 Central Time. That's 430 Pacific, 730 Eastern at countrysquireradio.com, where you can find all of the contact information pre previously mentioned and more again that's countrysquireradio.com all right man (laughs) (laughs) dude fun episode great episode i enjoyed it yeah i always love talking about different media that uh you know pipe carvers are using and of course um you know olive is uh one of those things i smoke you know very regularly and and i think has been a real addition to the um you know to the collections of folks that um you know have uh, just a variety of tastes. So, um, yeah, get you an olive pipe. Everyone needs an olive pipe. Yeah, man, I got it. I got to get one. Yeah, I, I, mm. I'll sell you that three hundred dollar dabber. Well, actually, I was thinking about the white rhino. I know. <laughs> but you've already smoked it like crazy. Yep. You, All right. You have to take that out of my cold dead hand. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I can make that happen. You might be able to. Yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> All right, man. Let's go have a night. See you, brother. Been listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.